Welcome back to another episode of the Sidetracked Sleppies. Hi. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a while since I could. Hopefully everybody's gone to hold my head up high. Come on, we... what do they got, Luke? I said hopefully everybody's went the bespoke rail. Is that how you say it? Yeah, bespoke? go to bespoke rail. Yeah. Free free advertising for bespoke rail here. There you go. If you don't know what it is, go check it out. Go check it out. And if you don't know what it is, and you that means you definitely missed our last episode. Yeah. So and if you missed our last episode, that probably means you've missed other episodes. So go listen to all the episodes you haven't listened to yet. We're, what, we're on. Thank you. We're on what episode eight? Is this eight? I think this is eight. Yeah, probably. They were, we're, they were moving right along. About once every month. Is it really eight? I thought it was nine. I don't. Maybe. I think it's eight. It's been a while <laughs> since our last one. <laughs> it, we, there has been a lot of stuff that's happened. Considering that we've been in the same vicinity of each other. I was going to say, we've seen each other twice. We've seen each other twice. <laughs> since the last episode. As friends. As, as friends. As friends. Yes. As friends. Yes. We definitely did a lot of weird stuff. Oh my god, there is a fire truck going across the bridge on the Cumberland Cam. Go, Go get them, brothers! brothers. <laughs> um, you were right, we are on episode 8. I can't do math. Okay. I, 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 so I'll let the engineer here do all the math for us. So, today's, or this episode's rail cam is going to be Cumberland, Maryland. Not the not the one at the state at the uh, Western Maryland Scenic Railroad. They actually have one. Um, I guess that's on the west side of Cumberland Yard, just around the track, just around the curve from the Amtrak station. And the reason we wanted to put it up was because we want to switch it up every once in a while. But Bryson picked this one, but I'm kind of happy he did. He picked this one too because I actually just was down there in Cumberland this past weekend two days ago so today is what october 24th 2023 so i was just down there and uh going to i went to the western maryland to chase 1309 and see what's going on there but there was a lot of csx traffic like a lot that i remember ever since they started doing psr i saw about like nine trains or something ridiculous like you're lucky if you even see two within an afternoon down there and they were just running. We actually chased um, M215 from Cumberland all the way up to Fairhope. We caught it about like three or four times, I think. I'll stop on that. You want to know a secret? Yeah, what's that? I chose Cumberland because I wanted you to talk about your trip. Oh, well, there you go. We're talking about it. I guess we'll talk about that first here real quick since I'm, since yeah. I'm talking about it. and um, Tell us about your trip. It was good. So it was just a day trip. Um, I can get there about an hour and a half from where my parents live in Greensburg there, in the Greensburg area. So it's fairly easy to get down there. Um, we never, so I never really rail fanned Sandpatch grade mm-hmm. growing up. Cause I always went to, I always went to uh, Altoona and did the West Slope and horseshoe curve and all that stuff because right when i got my car 
them unlicensed, basically. That's when the Heritage units were literally brand new. They've only been out for, like, a year or so. And, like, one of the first trips I did up there by myself that my parents actually gave me the keys to the car <laughs> to go up there, because I, I didn't even have my own car yet, um, was for one of the 765 trips around Horseshoe Curve when it was doing the employee specials. But yeah, I never really spent a lot of time around Sandpatch until about maybe 2020. And it wasn't more with watching trains. It was actually more uh, riding my bicycle on the Great Allegheny Passage. I just love the uh, Great Allegheny Passage trail there from Myersdale all the way up to Big Savage Tunnel. I've done that route probably a, maybe about a dozen times. It's it's a, It's such a nice area up there. By the time I was doing that, you know, that's when CSX was not running any trains. Like, I'd ride my bicycle for, like, four hours and not even hear or see a train. So I was genuinely shocked <laughs> by how many trains we saw. Uh, started off in the morning, went to Myersdale first to catch the Eastbound Capital Limited, train 30. It had the one of the new long-distance charger uh, units on it, so that was technically my first long distance overnight charger train that i've seen um it had a nice horn on it to be honest it was it was it was very it was very crisp it was a crisp horn for for like 8:45 in the morning on a crisp cool fall morning cloudy morning with some fog and some haze kind of just penetrated through the air trying to set the mood i like how you use the word penetrate yes it penetrated through the foggy air uh then we saw some deer at sand patch um i honked at them to get out of the way watch out for deer <laughs> it's deer season a lot of hunters i don't know if it's bow season or like what it is but there were a lot of hunters out um that morning like just going out so Hopefully they get some stuff. Then we made it into Cumberland downtown, which, by the way, the whole downtown section of Cumberland is under construction and the road is closed through <laughs> downtown Cumberland. Um, it's not Smart. it's not that bad. I mean, there's there, there's really no major detour because none of the roads make sense anyways in Cumberland. So you can just make up your own way, I guess. You've never been to Cumberland, haven't you? I've been to Cumberland. Have you ever driven in Cumberland and or paid attention to how the roads work in Cumberland? I, all I can, t I drove through Cumberland going to my grandma's house a few times. To, oh, just to you go drove. to like sheets and to the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, you, ne you like, never drove in Cumberland. I mean, I've driven in downtown. You Cumberland could literally make, for you, other reasons. you could literally make a wrong turn and then you'd be in West Virginia and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like, wait a minute, I was just in Maryland, now I'm in West Virginia. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've accidentally done that before, back in 2015, on my first trip down there. And I was like, wait a minute, this is West Virginia. I wasn't supposed to go across that bridge. Um, so we caught the Amtrak Capital Limited train 30 again, we, we beat it to the station. And I met a guy there at the station, local guy, he said he's lived there for 38 years. His wife is on the train, and he knows when the train comes into town. So, kudos to that man. He just knows. 
Um, he told me that the train was going to be about five minutes early that day because it was just going to roll off the mountain in the slick weather. I was like, gotcha. Gotcha, bud. It, he was kind of interesting. He kept, he said he's lived there for like 38 years, like three times. And I'm just like. Well, he wanted you to know that he's lived there for 38 years. I know. Like... I mean, he's a nice guy. Nice guy. Not a train guy or anything. He's just picking up his wife. But, man, he knows when that Amtrak train gets into town in the morning. Um, So then after that, I mean, he already saw, like, the CSX train by that point. And then we went over to Western Maryland. They were running five trains in total that day. Three pumpkin trains, the Frostburg Flyer, and then they did a uh, Moonlight, Moonlight on the Mountain train, which is train they run at night so we first first up on the list was the pumpkin train so that was headed by 501 which is the red and white circus scheme i think they call that one for the western maryland yeah the circus scheme yeah. which that has been the background on my lock screen and the background on my phone for i think two years now it's just a sharp looking engine you must really love that it's engine. a nice it's it is it's a nice look Considering I'm not on your lock screen, it has to be well. Not any, not Please. anymore. Jeez, I thought we were past that. Anyways, <laughs> it advertised it as going all the way to Helmsteader's Curve, so we went to Helmsteader's Curve, and then we figured it didn't go to Helmsteader's Curve because there was no train and or pumpkins in sight. So uh, we found out that it actually stopped just east of Helmsteader's Curve which you would have to get on the bike trail to get to, and we didn't bring our bikes because it was kind of a misty, light rain, crappy weather day. It was nice, though. It was like 60 degrees, so it wasn't super cold. Um, so we decided to go to a spot that we never went before. When I say we, this is one of my other friends. Bryson wasn't along with us for this trip. But um, we went to this spot that we never went to before at like some back crossing. Okay, so then we had a, we walked up the trail probably about a quarter mile, if that, um, to go around a curve so we could see this, the, the long straightaway. So there's only like five houses back there, so it's like a dead end road. And it's just a little crossing with cross bucks. And a guy in a bus, like a little, like, I don't know, like a little, uh, old folk home bus looking thing like a mini bus you know mm -hmm. just drive just drives yeah. up this hill and stops at the crossing and we're like oh okay and he gets out with a flag he was flagging the crossing for the train because at this point we still didn't know where the train was we didn't know if we missed it or not so then we see coming around the corner not an engine but the rear end of the last passenger car that's right they, they just, they backed, just backed her up. her up. They just backed her down the mountain. So, good for I them. mean, hey, I really wanted to see the F40, that that monstrosity, that light. The Polar Express Yeah, I really, I really hoped that was going to be on the back of it because uh, the other one, the old Norfolk Southern Dash 8, that one's always with uh, 1309. So we were thinking it was going to be 501 and the Polar Express engine, but... 
Polar Express engine was nowhere to be found that day, unfortunately. And I was kind of upset, because I like that engine. That might be some sarcasm. But anyways. Who other than the bee on the back, the conductor on the back, is Luigi from Mario Brothers? And I'm like, that's Luigi from Mario Brothers. And then all of a sudden, Donkey Kong's hanging out the side of one of the vestibules. What? And I'm like, what? And then I'm looking at the engineer when he goes by, and he has, he's, a, he's Mario. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. So the, the, the crew, the crew was doing, uh, I think he had a Mario. They had a coordinated I think costume. he had a Mario hat on. I couldn't see him because he was on the other, we were on the other side. Well, I'm assuming at that point that it would have to be Yeah, Mario. that's what I mean. Like, they, they, so it seems like they all coordinated to wear, uh, Super Mario Brother characters, hats, and stuff. The Donkey Kong one was my favorite, though. Like, that was, that was a funny hat. So, kudos to them. That was cool. Except Luigi, the conductor Luigi, did not look like he had a good morning. <laughs> he, he, he. He was doing a job, and it seemed like that was the only reason why he was there, <laughs> to do a job. But, hey, he got that train up and down. So they ran that train three times at 930, 930, uh, 12, and 2.30. So then we chased 1309. Um, it was actually pretty cool. We actually went to Ridgely first, because they had to back the pumpkin train out of the way to pull 1309 in. And then the pumpkin train then followed 1309 and stopped on the bridge right outside the station. That's right on the uh, river right there. Because then right when 1309 pulled out, they pulled the pumpkin train up because the next train was leaving in like 30 minutes. Oh, we also saw the pumpkin truck on uh, whatever that road is. I don't know what route that is in Maryland. The one that you take to go up to Frostburg and basically parallels the line. We saw a uh, Western Maryland high railer with a... <laughs> flatbed uh trailer on the back full, full pumpkins. of pumpkins but but the the uh boxes that the pumpkins were in said watermelons and i was like those are some weird looking watermelons and they painted the watermelons <laughs> orange I said, maybe they should maybe their watermelons are given away because they ran out of pumpkins so the weather for chasing 1309 up the frostburg wasn't the best it was overcast, cloudy, even like a light rain, light mist. wasn't foggy, though, so that was good. But went down there for the fall colors, obviously, so wasn't really the best eye-popping colors in the clouds. But it was still a good chase. Um, made it to Frostburg, put on my Penn State game on the radio and listened to that. Oh, how did that one go, Luke? Uh, I really didn't care. I was glad I was chasing that train because I just cannot stand Ohio State and especially when Penn State plays Ohio State because James Franklin, the head coach of Penn State, always finds a way to lose against Ohio State. And it looks like he figured out how to lose again this year. So that's a whole other topic. We don't need to get into that. But anyways, had a nice layover up there in Frostburg, ate some sheets, of course, went back down to the station got out a little bit got very very windy but the sun came out the sun came out and it was nice and bright so we got some good pictures going downhill with the train in reverse because the, the the old uh, ns-8 pulls it downhill but it was really nice going back downhill 
And then that's when we got back into Cumberland, and CSX was, for whatever reason, running trains. So <laughs> we decided to go up uh, all the way up to Fairhope up on the uh, uh, chasing train, chasing M215 up to Fairhope. And then we saw two trains at Fairhope, too, as well. And like there were just CSX trains everywhere. I don't know. That was my first time on Sam Patch's East Slope, I guess. I've never been to Fairhope or Hinman or anywhere. Or Heinemann, whatever they call it. I think it's Heinemann. Um, all I know is that they've CSX almost blew the town up not too long ago with a train derailment. <laughs> um, but yeah, the late afternoon was beautiful, and then we capped it off with Amtrak 29, the westbound Capital Limited at downtown Cumberland. And then we went all the way up to Myersdale on our way home, stopped at Myersdale, got out at Myersdale. We could hear an eastbound coming, so we're like, holy crap, there's an eastbound coming. So eastbound went by, and then we caught the Amtrak uh, one more time, and then we finished off in Somerset Eaton at Eaton Park, because apparently that's the only thing that's in Somerset that's open very late at night. You is ate Eaton Park. at Eaton Park? Dude, Lucky. I thought there was more... I thought there was more stuff in Somerset, to be honest, like a Applebee's or something. There nope, is. It's, it's just not open. Oh, well, no, there's no Applebee's there. No, I I'm looked. saying, but, like, Somerset has everything. Not, I mean, really, not really. I, that's what I said. <laughs> I thought they had more, too. I mean, the, the only two that were, like, open late, late, that weren't, like, a mom-and-pop shop was Eaton Park and Ruby Tuesdays. I don't think you ever heard of Ruby Tuesdays, have you? Oh, I know Ruby Tuesdays. See, see the dude, last Ru- the dude. last Ruby Tuesdays that I ever ate at closed like ten years ago at the Westmoreland Mall. So I was I like, love Ruby. Tuesdays. So I was like, I don't know if I want to give Ruby Tuesdays a try. I'll just stick with uh, bland and basic uh, Eaton Park. So, quick Ruby Tuesdays story. Let's hear it. Um, I was going with my ex girlfriend and her family to a wedding Mm -hmm. in Morgantown, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. We stopped at a Ruby Tuesday on the way there. And I, I like you also thought Ruby Tuesday was dead. I thought it was dead. Because I had not seen an open Ruby Tuesday in years. We used to eat there a lot when I was a kid, but so we stopped at this Ruby Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. And I got the shrimp queso. Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm thinking, right? This is how Bryson's brain is working. I'm thinking that it is just queso sauce that you dip shrimp into. Yeah. Correct. Sure. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. No. Shrimp queso was queso with shrimp in it that you dip chips in, which I also didn't have an issue with, and it was still good. But I was kind of confused. Mm-hmm. See, I I don't know. I've never. I'd... I can't remember the last time I ate at a Ruby Tuesdays. I know it was at the Westmoreland Mall, but that's been gone for a while now. But that was basically my trip, so I'm done with that one. That was the most recent train thing that I did. And then, I guess, preview for this upcoming weekend, I'm going down to Virginia to go see the mighty Norfolk and Western 611. Oh, one of the very... Uh, actually, it's it's probably the only 
Pennsylvania Railroad engine that still runs. Yes, I said Pennsylvania Railroad engine because the PRR had a major stake in the Norfolk yeah, and Western. You know See, where else you can learn about this? We'll call it a PRR engine. The Well, There's Your Problem podcast in their three-part series about Four part. Penn Central. Four-part. Three-part. Oh, three? Three-part. Four-part. Three-part. Three I promise you it's three. Okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, hold on! We got a we got a train coming in Cumberland. Oh my God! It's the Chesapeake and Ohio Heritage Unit leading. No Folks, way. people, that's amazing. Go put it on and re and rewind it like two minutes ago. I'm dead serious. It's a um, intermodal train going westbound. <laughs> I bet if I go on Heritage Units right now, it'll be reported. That's a first. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Cumberland, Maryland, CSX, go there now. They are running remember that? They are running trains for some reason. I I remember years ago when you hated CSX on that line. See, and that's a problem because I that's that's the line, I mean, not Sandpatch, but the same line in West Newton, PA. I literally grew up on that line. CSX is the reason, CSX is the reason that I like trains today. Because that's the, those are the trains I always saw that got me into trains. But then Norfolk Southern did something called Heritage Units first. And slowly shifted away from West Newton because I mean the only other reason was because my parents would drive me there. My parents and my grandparents because it was like five minutes away. <laughs> where yeah, it's not from, far from you. Grew up. And plus there was a park there. Crap, I played baseball there. There'd be trains going by. And like, Luke, pay attention. There's a train going by. There's a train going by. I have only seen one ST70ACD there and one of the CSX ST special you're special so the chesapeake and ohio engine just went by heading west towards pittsburgh so any foamers out there dude this isn't live. i know i'm just saying i'm just saying so here it was reported in cherry run west virginia so it's csx 1869 the chesapeake and ohio it's on train i-135 which goes all the way to Chicago. According so to Heritage I'm Units. scrolling through photos to look for something completely different, and I just came across the a picture of me at that Ruby Tuesday on the day that I had the shrimp queso, and it looks like the empty bowl of shrimp queso in front oh of me. Oh my god! So Luke, hey Bryson, <laughs> you've you've done other you've done other trips. We talked about how we've seen a few, each other a few times since. <laughs> The last episode, I've which been we have deprived you guys of current I've events been, on this podcast. I've been, I've been so, everywhere for, like, every weekend, dude. I haven't stopped. We are... who? Who is that? Elvis Presley? I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Is it, I don't know. Is that originally Elvis Presley? Yeah, I, no, no, that's Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Dude, yeah, I don't see, know. I don't know. The it's a, it's they're a all, song. They're all the same. It's a song. It's a song. So, Luke. Yes, Bryson. You have been... On planes. Planes. On trains. On trains. 
and automobiles. Every day I have an automobile. For a while. Not a boat. Now. Not a boat, though. Actually, let me pause, because before your trip out here, so since since our last episode, but before your recent or your trip out here to Wisconsin. I was going to say, didn't you do something? I went down to Georgia. That's right. I was going to say, you did something. I went down to Georgia for the Southeast Regional. And that was, the regional, the convention was good. It was lots of, you know, um, good southern hospitality is a great way to put it. And I was so excited to go to this regional. You know, yes, there are trains, but also there's food. And some of my favorite fast food restaurants are in the south. Cookout and Bojangles. Bojangles. So I went to Cookout and Bojangles. I went to Cookout twice. I went to Cookout for lunch and dinner on one day. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It was a fairly uneventful trip, except for the fact that um, since I was a guest of honor at this convention wow. the the convention coordinator took and his wife took me out to dinner one night Ooh. and he asked me after dinner if i wanted to go oh. uh. look for trains oh okay good good and he mentioned <laughs> something he's like yeah he's like you know oh, there, the, uh, there's more he starts talking about this <laughs> engine that had been tagged a locomotive that had been tagged down there. It was always on their local, their yard jobs. But it was tagged by somebody who was pretty professional and made it the nose into his chassis system. I'm like, no way. I want to see that because I've seen pictures of that. So we drove down to the yard. It wasn't there. Lefty. He's like, well, they usually pick him up and take him into the main yard for servicing on the weekends. This was a Friday night. Come back. Uh, or no, this is, yeah, it was a Friday night. He's like, come back tomorrow and see if it's there. So I went back Saturday night. It was there, but it was dark. But I took pictures with my my phone. I didn't bring my camera with me on this trip. So I took some night sight pictures because Google Pixel and Android have the night sight ability, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, So I got some pictures of it. Not exactly what I wanted, but it was it was good enough. Um, But I was going to go back the next morning for some some morning shots during daylight and it was gone oh. so at least i got some shots yes, but then after i went to go look at that in the morning i went down to six flags over georgia Ooh. let's talk about coasters for a second let's do it six flags over georgia is a great park i was not really expecting it to be as good as it is okay i don't know really what i was expecting i, but... I couldn't name you one coaster that, that six flags over georgia so they <clears> have some some good coasters. Their hyper coaster is Goliath. And sounds I pretty typical. I'm telling you, I have never been more scared on a hyper coaster than on this roller coaster. So wait, is it the same is it the same track <laughs> layout as the no. other Goliaths? Well, well, the Goliath at Great America is an RMC. This is a B&M. Well, wait, isn't there a Goliath at Magic Mountain? <laughs> I think there is, but it is not the same layout. Well, I've been to Six Flags over Texas, and I think that one was called Titan. Yeah. And it's literally a carbon copy of Goliath, I think, in uh, Magic Mountain. Or at least it seemed that when I wrote it. I was thinking of Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. I'm like, yeah, this seems just like the Goliath on the Magic Mountain uh, <laughs> map. But 
the big thing about this coaster is its first drop mm-hmm. is high. It, the first drop is not as f- big as the second drop. Okay. Kind of. So it's kind of like the uh, Steel Phantom or the Phantom's Revenge at Candy Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So the first drop is 170 feet. Mm-hmm. Is it like the second? Is it like on a mountain or something yeah. on a hillside? Nope, nope, nope. It goes over the parking lot. Well, that's very, um, that's very scenic. The second hill is 175 feet. So the second hill is five feet longer. But I'm telling you, I, w- I wrote it on the right-hand edge mm-hmm. of the of the train. Uh, last row, I wrote it twice. Because it's, it, I mean, it had a long line, but it was really good. It, you feel like you're going to fly out of your seat. I've never witnessed a hyper make me feel like I'm about to fly out of my seat. You know how a lot of times, like when you're on a giga or you're on a hyper, like you, most of the time you feel like you're pretty secure, right? Yeah. So probably the same feeling that you felt was the first time that I ever felt it was on fury three twenty five. I, I, I literally like when it does the turnaround portion there, like your body is going left but the coaster and the track is going to the right and it exactly it just feels like your body is like yeah i never i've never experienced that before until i rode that in 2019 so i i know exactly what you're talking about like it's just really weird <laughs> and i know a lot of people who <laughs> were in line with me saying you know this is one of the best hypers they've ridden yeah I heard people comparing it to 325. It's not saying, you know, it's not as good. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it's, it is my favorite hyper coaster. I thought Diamondback would usually be it, but, um, this, this blows Diamondback, this blows Raging Bull out of the water. Wow. Um, some other notable rides. They're Batman. They have a Batman clone of what we have here at Great America. It hauls. It is so freaking fast. Fun fact. Somebody got decapitated when they jumped in the uh, the lockout area of that ride. Cool. So is it a hang? Is yeah. it a hanging coaster? Yeah, it's a B and M inverted coaster. It's a it's a uh, is, clone is, of the Batman. Is it? There's a few Batman. I was gonna say there was there was one like that at uh, Great America. Not Great America. What's the one in New Jersey? Is that Great America? Great Adventure. Great Adventure. There was a yeah. there was a Batman the ride there that was a B and M inverted. What's it called? <laughs> so they also have Georgia Scorcher. Okay. Georgia Scorcher. Georgia Scorcher is a stand-up coaster. Okay. Um. How how it is painful. I was gonna say how are your uh, how's your package? Um. It scorched. It scorched. <laughs> it. I I wrote it once and I I was in pain. I could not like it is. And it's not because it's a bad coaster. It's just that whole... It's the design, the concept design. And you know what's fun? I used to ride Mantis before it was Rougarou at Cedar Point. But that was um, before I hit puberty. And I... I, I'm... Yeah... I don't know how I, as a grown adult man, feel about stand-up coasters, but it's it's not well. 
Um, last notable coaster, Twisted Cyclone. There's an RMC. Really, really, really good. Okay. I I like it. I think I like it better than Goliath here at Great America. It's not my favorite RMC, but it's up there. It's it's really good. Um lots of fun you know, outer bank turns. Yeah. They have a step up under flip, a barrel roll, down drop, and a zero G roll. Um, all in that that package, which used to be Georgia Cyclone, I think. Oh, so, okay. Well, so yeah. Um, and then I my flight was delayed, and I got back home at like two a.m. But oh, you weren't talking about flight delays. Just wait until I get the mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> and then a few weeks later, Luke came out to see me. Yes, on the impromptu, like, hey, I just want to get away from work for a little bit because I'm going to lose my mind if I don't. <laughs> so then I decided to go see... And somebody has unlimited PTO. Somebody does, but it doesn't really help when you come back and you got a lot of work to be done still. So, anyways... So I just I just took two days off. I took Friday off and Monday off to do a long weekend. Um, I didn't visit Bryson or go to Chicago or anything yet this year, so I said, you know what? I kind of want to go to Chicago and do my yearly Chicago trip. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't feeling the best. I had a lot of mucus <laughs> build up in my throat that weekend, so that kind of sucked, but I made it through. Um, so, living in Erie, we have... <laughs> you can't see the air quotes, but we have Erie International Airport, which has currently one flight... <laughs> on i think it's american airlines to charlotte and that's it back and forth one-way service used to have a flight from united to chicago but that got axed in 2020 like during COVID. so the good thing about erie is we have three airports that are all within like an hour and a half to two hours of each other Buffalo, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Cleveland won this time because it was the cheapest flight out there. So I flew United out there. Man, it's like a 50-minute flight going out there, you know, just in the air. And we had in-flight entertainment TVs on the 787. 787? 737. 737. You were not on I know. 787. I don't know my planes. 737. And, um... It was a 737-like 800. That's what it used to be. Yeah, it was. Anyways. Had TV on it. So I'm like watching. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. So I was watching like Sports Center <laughs> at 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, Got into O'Hare. <laughs> First time that I ever went into O'Hare. And I had to catch. I had 20 minutes. <laughs> like literally like 20 or 25 minutes to Get to the uh, O'Hare ground transport, like their little tram system. Take it all the way to the rental parking lot, which is the furthest station away. And mind you, I was in Terminal 1 at the very end. So I had to stop at Terminal 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, (laughs) and all of them. And then I had to run about a half mile. Probably not even a half mile. It felt like three miles to me. But I had to run to a metro station to catch 
the last train on the North Central service, um, or as uh, Bryson likes to call it, the... Uh, oh, the North Coast service. The North Coast service. As Bryson would call it, the North Coast service. Because Wisconsin is Illinois' northern coast. I've made it with four minutes to spare, but that run screwed me up because I didn't eat anything yet, and now I'm an hour back, and I hate Central Time with a passion. I just can't stand Central Time. Yeah, we hate you too. I know, but I I just hate Central Time. So now I'm like on the train. I'm sweating out because it was hot, but also because I'm very out of shape and don't run. So I'm like sweating out on the train, getting hungry, starting to shake a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be one of those days now. Um. So then Bryson took a train down from uh, where'd you get it, Fox? I took yeah, I took the uh, the Milwaukee district northwest. No north. No, I think it's just north. north. Yeah. So um, from Fox Lake down to. Chicago. Which is a very long ride. Especially when it's not an express service. Yeah. So, we get there. We meet there. Um, I finally had McDonald's in me at that point, so I started feeling a little bit less crappy at that point. So, then I had the wonderful idea of, hey, Bryson has not been on the um, Metro Metro Rock Island service. So I said, "Hey, let's go to Joliet." You know, just you know, because why not? And I I trust Luke with every decision that he makes. And I'm like, yeah, Joliet sounds like a beautiful place this time of year. I've been there two times before, and one time was to ride Amtrak, or not Amtrak. I'm sorry, Metro. Um, no, not Metro. It's 765, when 765 oh. did the trips out of there. So, yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's been a while, but let's go back down there. It's a nice viewing area to watch trains. So we go down. Nothing really yeah. happened on the way down. Although we were and in we... a although we were in a newer refurbished car, and it felt like we were sitting up a lot higher than normal. Oh, yeah, that. Um... And on the way down, Luke says, oh, the station is one of the, is is probably in the nicer area of town. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then we so, get down there. So we get down there. It's, it's all right it's, for a little bit. You it's, know, a, it's Friday. It's Friday at like, what, 2 p.m.? 3, 3.30 is when it happened, but. Um, <laughs> you remember the time. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> we were down there for a little bit. And it was great, you know. We got we got to see a lot of trains. There were times um, we were h- hanging out the little at the Union Station there. Yeah, it was nice. Um, the traffic I, was good. Go ahead. The traffic was very good. I was impressed. Um, and then I was getting kind of thirsty because it was warm. I'm like, hey, it, let's go look for a drink. Yeah, it's it was like September 29th, and it's like 85 degrees. And we went to go look for a drink. So and and that's we were walking down the street, and then we noticed that there are some guys in jumpsuits and t-shirts and slippers, and they they all look the same. Yeah, white t-shirts, gray sweatpants, white t-shirt, gray sweatpants, and and like slippers, like yep, or blue, whatever. It's like gray. They all look the same. Um. Well, that was when we realized that 
they let the um the inmates who get out they let them free about that time near the metro station on friday afternoons which is amazing too because the high school is right there too because the high school was getting was... out when we were looking for drinks. Yeah, yeah. the high school was getting out and the ex-convicts were getting out and we're just like hmm <laughs> hmm hmm yeah. interesting city um hmm. so yeah we re- i mean we, re- we retreated back to our we retreated back to our, our safe space because literally there was nobody else up there except for us that day um and then we went home and we took the oh, rock island lion back oh god you could tell it was kind of gonna be a little bit of a rowdy trip there because when we got on in Joliet. Speaking of which, I don't think I'll ever go back to Joliet for any reason other than to go to Rax ever again. I mean, I'll um, I'll, I'll go back down. We survive. We survive, but like, if they ever take, if they ever bring NASCAR back, we'll go. Yeah, so, if they brought NASCAR back, but I didn't stay in. I I stayed somewhere else. <laughs> I stayed somewhere yeah, off I fifty five. It's not a place I'm going to plan a vacation around, I'll say that. Well, the other the other thing that was bad was there was literally nothing around the station other than the baseball field that was there. Yeah. Like, there was no convenience stores, no gas station, no fast food, no nothing to, like, get anything. But the yeah. trains were great. Fix yourself, Juliet. Yeah, the, the trains were great. The trains but... were great. We saw a lot of trains. So yeah, the Mitch so tra- train ride back. Go ahead. We start riding back, and it's a little bit of a rowdy trip, and you can tell that there's a lot of people on the train that were going to the White Sox game. That's baseball um, for foamers that don't know anything about sports. The White Sox, I'm pretty sure, had a horrible record this year. I don't know. So, I'm a foamer. Oh, no, no. <laughs> they They had a horrible record that year. I think that was the last, if not one of the last games they played during the regular season. Because yeah, yeah. they were they were done after that. White Sox suck. So, there was a little bit of a rowdy group. And then there were teenagers. Like, a group of teenage girls who were passing around... Like, 19. A specific... Or a... a they were passing around a suspicious Gatorade bottle. Very suspicious. And then... What happened, Luke? So, conductor comes into our car for the Metro train. Big dude takes his keys, starts banging it, clinking it off the side of the metal whatever bars that go upstairs. Starts clinking it. And then he goes and says something uh, about Whoever took my hat, you better give it back now, or I'm going to stop this train. We're just like, what in the world is happening? Reminder that half the car is partying and probably already half buzzed. And so then he leaves. And then he He goes to the next car. About five minutes later, he comes back. I still don't have my hat. I ain't playing. I'm gonna stop the train. And we will sit here 
until I get my hat back. Something along those lines. That that was actually pretty close. Yeah, that's basically what so, he was saying. He looks at the group of teenage girls. They're looking they're, like they didn't do anything. Because they're very suspicious. There was a group of like three guys up by us who oh were also God. quite suspicious. They were they were they thinking. were agonizing. <laughs> they were Is that a horrible. word? Agonizing. Yeah, agonizing. 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 <laughs> agonizing. So I feel like I'm drunk and I'm so, not even drinking. <laughs> so the conductor starts walking around our car. And then all of a sudden, he gets the sneaking suspicion to look two seats behind the girls. There's nobody in this seat. Nobody. He looks two seats behind the girls, underneath the seat. And he sees his hat. Yes. And so he has to flip the seat back, you know, because in Metra, the seats turn. I mean. Yeah. Reversible. The, reversible they're they're reversible seats, yeah. So he has to reverse the seat so he can even reach down to get his hat. And he gets his hat, and he walks away. Uh, and he also said something on the lines, like, before he found his hat, like, he stated his full name and said, Go oh, ahead yeah, and call like, and complain to Metra. Go I, ahead and I'm, call and complain I'm, to Metra. Like, I'm done. Okay. Like, he was, like, ready to quit, I think. He was not having a great day. Yeah. He seemed off. He seemed uh, very irate. Speaking of being off, it was really nice to get off that train. Yes, kind of was. We were that, that was then, that was a little extra. Then we found the horse statue. There's a horse <laughs> statue right outside. Uh, what's that? Station? Lasalle, Lasalle, Lasalle Street Station. Um, it's an anatomically correct horse, and it's on top of a fountain. It's beautiful. So it looks like the horse is constantly peeing. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. And at night, they have lights that light it up. <laughs> I thought the Buckingham Fountain in Chicago was the most beautiful fountain in the city. No, this horse fountain is the most beautiful fountain in the city. So Until I find otherwise. So it's like twilight now. We got, I don't know, a 15-minute walk. So it was a brisk walk. Because, you know, twilight in Chicago. Yeah, we didn't really want to be outside after dark, if you know. What oh, I mean. we didn't talk. Of, oh, wait, that wasn't this trip. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. So we 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 get back we get back to uh, Union Station, and then like at this point, like I'm dead. I've been up since four thirty Eastern time. It's like nine o'clock. Not even. No, it wasn't. It was like six thirty. But we had a long train ride back. I th- yeah, because it wasn't an express. I, I, it's about like a two-hour trip. I was going to say, it has, to Lake. it has to be one of the longer metro, metro uh, routes. Yeah. So we get on this train, and we're sitting in our seats oh. at the end. And I sat on the side because at that point, like, I'm just tired. I'm just trying to, like, nod off a little bit, you know. Because it was dark, you couldn't really see anything. My throat was all screwed up. I couldn't swallow because there was so much mucus in my throat. I'm just like, just trying to make it, just trying to make it so I can lay down, <laughs> lay down that night. And then, well, they were there first. Nice, young, Hispanic family. And, like, they were Nothing. They were fine. I'm not saying that they were there was anything wrong, but 
the one child was listening to a song called Dance Monkey. Called Dance Monkey, which I also think is a very interesting name for a song. By I don't even remember her name. What's I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. We're not going to play it. Um, <laughs> Tones and I. The song. You know the song. I don't like that you know the artist. Because Luke had to ask me what the song was. Because he didn't know it. I had heard it at they like. They say, oh my god, games. I see the way you shine. Anyways, that's a good song. So this. No, it's not. This, it is not a good song. This this young girl, who's probably like, what, eight, ten? Maybe ten. If that. Eight, no, eight or dude, ten. She was young. She was like probably six. So you, you, I'm terrible. You're a ages. terrible judge of girls' ages. She. So the beginning of the song has a piano. A very catchy piano that goes. And it just repeats itself throughout the entire song for four minutes. Well, this little girl only liked the first 30 seconds of the song. <laughs> well, she liked it till the end of the chorus. Was, and then she would literally, restart literally like the first minute of the song. And then she would restart it. And that happened for basically two hours. <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> the entire trip. I'm trying to... Uh, she had it like on her phone on, like yeah out loud but not blaring loud like not like crazy loud but just loud enough that we could hear it but like you know not loud enough that like oh my god like shut that off you know but after us we were just like oh my god we heard that for two hours straight and i think they they literally got off like a stop or two stops before we got off <laughs> like yeah. they were on the entire time <laughs> They got off, I think they got off at Round Lake, which I also think is, like, a flag stop. <laughs> like, they really, like, were on until the very last minute. It was... <laughs> so we could have three minutes in peace and quiet. And then we got back, and Bryson's truck was the only truck or car in the parking lot. So, you know, it was a late night. <laughs> Glad it was still there. So then what? Then we got... But then, we had an early morning. Yes, we had another early morning. And guess what we did in the morning? Well, we got on Metra again. <laughs> so we took Metra from Waukegan on the UP North Line down to Evanston Central Street Station. Yes. Why did we go to Evanston Central Street Station, Luke? Because at that point, the Penn State Nittany Lions were still undefeated and still having a very good season with their new quarterback, uh, Drew Aller, and the Awesome, awesome play calls on offense by our wonderful head coach, uh, Mr. James Franklin. Mr. Wonderful James Franklin. Um, I don't think he does. I don't know if he actually does the calls. But anyways, he sucks anyways. So. No, it's those two guys in the green and the yellow do the calls. Yes. So we got... And then Michigan sent somebody to go watch them. Oh, that's hilarious. That is so hilarious. Anyways. Um... We got tickets for $25 each, basically. <laughs> Which, okay. I've <laughs> been to a few college football games in my life. Most of them were, like, Mac school games. We I, I, I thought that, like, a 
Big Ten game might cost more than twenty five dollars. That's because we were I guess at Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, we we were, and we were. We didn't go to the Penn State section. We were in the Northwestern section, which was also Penn State section number two. I was gonna say because <laughs> Northwestern did not attend their own game. It was <laughs> there was nobody in that section. It was Northwestern. You have the saddest football fan base in the entire world. It was an. Ele- I've seen high schools with better fan bases than yours. It was an eleven. Many high schools. It was an eleven a.m. kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> When they said, when the PA announcer said, good morning, who's ready for football? I was like, oh my god, I hate Central Time. I hate Central Time. (laughs) Anyways, the stadium, also kind of weird. You really, you, oh yeah, Uh, let's talk about that. It's old and it's stupid and you can't get anywhere. You literally couldn't like make a full circle around the place without having to like go outside apparently and come back in, which apparently you probably can't do. So I'm like, whatever. But we were sitting, we were sitting in the south end zone, I guess. South end zone, yeah. South end zone, right where the visitors team locker room isn't where they walk out. So we got to watch Penn State walk in and walk out and all that stuff. Um I will say that I tried their we tried their chicken chicken wings, their boneless chicken wings, just glorified chicken chicken uh bites basically. Yeah. yeah, but they were good. Uh, I'd like right. no I average. I like them. I like them. They were juicy, moist. They slid down your throat nice. Penn State, being Penn State as typical, was just stupid. And it was only like, I don't know, 13 to 7 at halftime or 14 to 7 at halftime. 14 to 10. I don't know. I don't really care. But Penn State pulled it out of their butt. No, it was tied at halftime. Was it tied? See, I don't even know. That's how terrible it was. It was like 10 10. It was 10 to 10 at halftime. Yeah, okay, 10 10. And they pulled out of their butt again, and they won like thirty-one to seventeen or something like that. And all was good until James Franklin lost to Ohio State because he can't win against the big teams. Did you know he's only like one and thirteen against like top ten teams or something like that? It's very bad. And yet we gave him a ten-year extension last year. I don't know what I'm going to do for those ten. I just cry every year. It'll just be a hype, hype up until we play Ohio State, and then it's just like, well, season's over. See you at the Rose Bowl or the Outback Bowl. Anyways, it was a good day though. It was really hot that day too. It was like eighty-five degrees again. Sun was beating down, not a, sun, not a cloud in the sky. So then we drove, or we rode back to Waukegan. And then we went very uneventful metro trips, which is nice. Yes, like very those. nice. A lot of Penn State fans on there. Older Penn State fans, like like moms and dads, basically, and grandma and grandpas. But they couldn't figure out how the signs work at the railroad station. Oh, Does this train go to Chicago, yeah. or did this one go to Waukegan? It's like... They don't, it's like, they don't have public transportation in the boondocky rural areas but, of West Virginia, or Pennsylvania. But here, here's something I will agree with them on, because they run... They run uh, Left-handed. Backwards. Yeah, they run backwards there, so I guess that could be a little confusing, because 
you think that the train on the right side would be going into Chicago because that's the right but, that's the right side of the drive on the road. But there's signs at the same time. There are signs everywhere on both platforms. I know, and there are the digital signs that will update you. I know if a I know change has been made to your track. I know so I know, but yeah, that's the Penn State education system. That's country. That is country. We don't understand. Well, maybe you should just go back to Lancaster. We don't understand anything. Yeah, someone told us to go back to Lancaster, and I'm like, huh? Like, I'm from Erie, bruh. Bite me. Anyways. Bruh. Bruh. Anyways. Bruh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, then we ate at that burger place. What was that called? Oh, we went to Oscars. Oscars. I was going to say, I was going to say autos. I'm like, no, it's not autos. Oscars. Oscars. And there was a model train inside of it. Yeah, we went to the train Oscars. And we were... So, fun fact, I used to work at Walther's Model Trains. And one of my coworkers, his sister owns this chain of restaurants called Oscars. It's, uh, like, it, burgers and, uh, frozen custard. It's really good. If you're in the Milwaukee area, you should definitely try it. Oscars, it's, they have a few locations. It's cheap. And... So there's one right across from work, and we go there all the time. We literally walk there. Cool. And keep in mind, I work with model trains. Oh. Well. Yes, you do. Then we went to, (laughs) me and Luke went to this one in Franklin, ironically, Wisconsin. And we walk in there, and I see, Luke, there's a G-gauge train. There's a large Large-scale train over there. It was, uh... They had a Denver, operating train layout inside of Oscars. Denver, Rio Grande, and Western. It was very good. Very good Yeah, and burgers. we calculated, like, how many circuits it does. <laughs> oh, yeah, Luke calculated how many circuits it, it was, probably does it, per day. It was ridiculous. It was, like, it was, like, almost a thousand. <laughs> and then... We came... Oh, my to God. ...to see... Here... Come... The... Mummies. Oh my god. I thought so this was at the Harvest Festival at the Milwaukee the Wisconsin, Wisconsin State, State Fair. Fair. Yeah, Wisconsin State Fair. And man, I thought I was gonna poop my pants when I first got there. I my stomach wasn't feeling good. I'm like, I just gotta walk around a little bit. So I was kinda quiet, you know, just taking it in. A lot of people there. It was packed. Yeah, packed. there are usually a lot of people at the Harvest Festival because it's like it's one weekend and it's a Big thing with like families and kids, th- and we're not there for that stuff. We're there to watch. I thought I was gonna watch some music. I thought I was gonna poop my pants, <laughs> but but he didn't. It's okay because here come the mummies. Got a lot of toilet paper. Anyways, you get that joke? They, yes. They wrapped up. Anyways, so if you don't know who here come the mummies are, I, I'm not surprised. If you don't, I'm not surprised. But you should listen to them if you love funk you should listen to them and if you like funny comical uh little bit raunchy uh themes you You should should see you should go see and listen to here come the mummies um if you like an entertaining concert oh my god it was just like they are entertainers like, I've been to a lot of concerts in my life. I've worked a lot of concerts in they, my life. I do audio yeah. on the side. I have never been to a more entertaining show 
than these guys. They just don't play the music. Like, they just... They're running around, throwing drumsticks at each other and throwing them back, playing two saxophones at once. I've, yeah, shooting, I've never seen dueling dual saxophones. Shooting off, shooting off confetti cannons everywhere. Oh my god, it was what they were. They had like power tools and drilling on stuff, making sparks and stuff too. They were grinding, grinding uh, metal, metal, metal scrap, rods, yeah. scrap metal. Oh my god. That was such a fun concert, and to see them at such like a little venue like that, it was it's just, a pretty intimate venue. Yeah, yeah, we were like you're like right there. It didn't matter where you were; you were you were pretty much right on top of them, and it was just great. That that was probably the highlight of the trip for me, to be honest. Like, oh, I'll, absolutely, me too. That was def- definitely the highlight of the trip. We had so much fun. We were definitely probably the youngest people at that concert, but. Oh, by far. Who cares? I'm usually the youngest at all the concerts I go to, especially when it's Pink Floyd related. <laughs> Hands down, like if you ever, if the Here Come the Mummies ever come close to your town, go see them. Go, I know, I know, but just, just go see them and take your mom with you too. Yeah, she would love. Your it. mom would probably love it. Anyways, Here Come the Mummies. Yes, highlight of our trip. I I didn't really expect it to be. I mean, I did, and I didn't. See, like, here's the problem: we didn't know what to expect. Like, we didn't we, know what to like, expect. We, exactly. We knew who Here Come the Mummies are, and like what they do, and like how they look, and everything. But like, we listened to their music. It's on a, our shared Spotify playlist. Yeah, but like, we never seen them live before, and like, I've never really watched live videos of them unless they were like in like a studio or something, you know, on the comedy shows and stuff but to see them live and raw oh my god it was it was hilarious it was entertaining and it was basically free just a ten dollar admission <laughs> to the to the park it really was yeah i know uh, parking was ten dollars like that was that it. was it and <laughs> there were well there were bands everywhere there were there were and most of them were there were bands most of them everywhere. were just cover bands you know but yeah, here come the mummies. They were like at the biggest one at the one of the bigger uh, there were, venues there. Yeah, they were they were at the big the the main stage of the show. Um, there were other things there like you could kids could make their own scarecrow that looked like a human that Dahmer was taking home. Um, <laughs> you could there were a lot of rides for the kids. There, I got myself a cup of what was it? It was a apple cider. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh, I forget. It was yeah. an apple cider float with caramel. And I had some. Oh my gosh, that was so good. I had some badger beer or something. Wisconsin badger. Yeah, beer. we got some badger pea beer. Yeah, my favorite, my light beer. Like I look at the menu and I'm like, "Where's the lightest beer?" There it is. I always gotta try the lightest beer because it's just wonderful. <laughs> so we drove home and we slept. Yes. And we slept for a long time. Because we didn't have and to get up Sunday morning to do anything. We didn't have to get up Sunday morning. And that is where we will leave you for the end of episode 8. Because it's getting long. Episode 9 will be the continuation of this. So let's see. So with the Cumberland cam here, we only saw one train. But it was a good train. With the Chesapeake... One train, with, it was a good with train. With the Chesapeake and Ohio Heritage Unit leading. 
I couldn't tell at first because it looked like a CSX engine until I saw the side. So, so load up that next episode if you want to continue this story or don't. But we hope you do. Listen to Please our previous do. ones, too, if you're new. And listen to all the previous episodes if you are new to learn just how interesting <laughs> the two of us are. are. Bye.